everybody, welcome back to Q-Tips. We are the Video Store Junkies, and we are here to bring you a few selections to watch over the weekend on streaming. And we're just going to jump right into it, like we always do. And I'll kick this over to Zach. Oh, wow, Renee. Uh, somehow I knew you were going to pass it over <laughs> to me first. Somehow something told me. I had a, a, mm. a tingle. Uh, it's almost <laughs> as if I have a, a, a psychic sense. Maybe I should be, maybe I should go work for the, the psychic network. Um <laughs> No, actually, it probably shouldn't. I don't think they exist anymore. And mm. uh, if you watch the movie I'm about to recommend, uh, you'll you'll know that uh, they, they were also sued into oblivion. Um, <laughs> the 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 first recommendation for this week is a uh, documentary. Actually, uh, the name of the movie is "Call Me Miss Cleo." And <laughs> if you're of a certain oh. age, uh, you'll know exactly what that is referring to. Uh, the the basis of the documentary is about yes, Miss Cleo herself. Uh, if if you Grew up in the 90s and you stayed up late. You remember these psychic network infomercials uh, with Miss Cleo. I was I was thinking of going in, doing the accent, but then I realized uh, that would be probably considered very uh, very inappropriate by some people now. So uh, I'm not going to do the accent. It would probably be just as authentic as hers was. <laughs> well, that is one of the things that this, this documentary covers. So, yeah, it talks about Miss Cleo uh, uh, and kind of her background. Uh, they have interviews with people who knew her, people who worked with her. And I got to say, it's not the most satisfying documentary I've ever seen. It's not the most thorough documentary I've ever seen. But it's one of those things where, like, the moment I saw that it existed, I had to watch it. Because it's it's just kind of that one of those fascinating uh, 90s relics. Um, but it does kind of pick up. Uh, I actually kind of uh, stopped watching after 15 minutes because I was like, eh, there's not a whole lot to this. Um, but I finished it the next day, and I'm actually glad I did because it did kind of pick up near the end because it, it gets into uh, talking to some of the people who, who worked as operators uh, <laughs> for the Psychic Network. Uh, spoiler alert, none of them were actually psychics. Um, <laughs> it also goes into uh, Miss Cleo and like her being kind of the face of this network. But uh, according to her, at least, uh, she, she did not see a lot of money from that. And then uh, some of the legal troubles that the uh, the actual owners faced. Uh, apparently, I, one of the one of the most interesting things I learned, uh, I guess, when they were like during these lawsuits, I guess they had to like open their books or whatever. And uh, apparently, over the course of the uh, like uh, the the kind of the heyday of this one particular group that kind of had Miss Cleo as their uh, mascot, so to speak. Apparently, they took in almost a billion dollars. Holy uh, crap! Which is just—I mean, imagine at even at five dollars a minute, just someone do the math and imagine how many minutes that is. People trying to get psychic advice—I don't know—it's it's, it's mind-boggling. Um, but anyways, yeah. So the name of the documentary is "Call Me Miss Cleo." Uh, it's definitely, like I said, an interesting uh, look at a little uh, '90s relic or a little '90s nostalgia. And uh, they can, you can watch it today on HBO Max. And uh, speaking of uh, relics from the '90s, uh, Bill, what's your first recommendation? <laughs> I, I, I was, I was, yeah. I was so happy when I heard they went out of business because it's like the jokes write themselves, right? Like they should have seen that coming. And oh, they they have a whole <laughs> they have a a whole segment that's just a bunch of very clever uh, newscasters, uh, yeah, doing various <laughs> yeah. plays on that when when they were sued. So yeah. 
I can see where they were successful because as soon as somebody calls up, you're like, um, I sense that you are a gullible dupe who uh, spends money as fast as they get it and all your friends think you're an idiot. Oh my God, it's like you know me. You're, like, uh, how'd you, how'd you, well, you're, you're calling up the psychic network. That does paint a picture for us. To, well, my first film, this is a Peter Cushing twofer. Peter Cushing is my favorite actor. I've always loved him and everything. Got to meet him briefly at a famous monsters convention. He's just a... Sweet man is always one of the best things in any movie that he's in. But this one I love unreservedly. The Mummy from 1959. It's on HBO Max. This is Hammer Hammer Studios, directed by Terrence Fisher, their best director. And this is just a scrumptiously gorgeous, technicolor, beautiful movie. Has very little to do with the universal mummy with Boris Karloff, which is good because there is, and I counted it, 12 seconds of mummy in that movie. But this one's got lots of mummy. This is really a remake of some of the dreadful sequels like The Mummy's Hand and The Mummy's Ghost that came out afterwards. But it's got Peter Cushing as the as the guy who digs up the mummy and Christopher Effen Lee as the mummy. And the problem with mummy movies has always been the, the mummy is basically a zombie wrapped up in bandages. He's slow. He's really slow. Even for a zombie, he's slow. He's got a gimpy arm, a bad leg. One good kick would make him fall apart. But not Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee is trucking. He is he is power walking down the street. And when he gets a hold of you, crushes the life right out of you. He's great. We've got the stereotypical, uh, there's a beautiful woman who apparently is the reincarnation of the blah, 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 blah. Uh, just great stuff all the way through. And, and a wonderful, wonderful scene that is just so great where Peter Cushing now suspects that the suspicious-looking Egyptian guy down the street might have something to do with the mummy showing up. Like, that. okay. He played Sherlock Holmes, and clearly some of it rubbed off that this, you know, sketchy Egyptian guy and mummy show up at the same time. Could they be related? So he goes there. And he goads this guy into sending the mummy after him. And it's just, it's just so great because he portrays this upper class, xenophobic, uh, we rule the world and screw you kind of, you know, English type person. And you can just see the guy is getting angrier and angrier. It's just so good. Um, lots and lots of fun. Just one, one of my favorites. It's not as well regarded as some of Hammer's other movies, but I think it's great. So that's The Mummy on HBO Max. And speaking of things that are well-preserved for their age, I'm throwing this over to Renee. Well, thank you. You know, Bill, I just (laughs) just love the feel of silk on bare skin. Don't you? Hell yeah, I didn't think that was any secret. (laughs) But but what if you have too much of that pesky body hair? Mm. Well, I've got a place for you. It's called Wang's Waxing Salon. Oh, no. Yeah, also doing business is Wayne's Depilation Palace. Ooh. Obviously, I am talking about the most popular hair removal movie in all of cinema, Hot Wax Zombies on Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you, did you just make that up or is that real? Oh my God, you haven't seen this movie? No, I didn't even know it existed. Oh my God. Honestly, it's so great. You have to watch wow. it. <laughs> Let's everyone make a note, people. This someone found a movie that Bill has not I've seen or heard of. Oh, wait a minute. Any horror movie from 2000 on is very hit or miss with me. 
I'm stuck in the classic. 1999, sir. Oh, there you go. Wow. Right right on the cusp. Got him on a a technicality. I didn't know hot wax was a thing back then. Wow. Oh, yeah. It was just just Mm. a burgeoning new trend. This movie is ridiculous. Uh, It's very (laughs) self-aware. It's full of a lot of silly gags. It is... It's there are no wheels though. Spoiler alert: there are oh. no wheels, but there are a lot of hot wax zombies and a lot of bare breasts. Oh, for those of you, yes, that are drawn by that. So yeah, Ooh. that is my recommendation. You really should watch it. It is called Hot Wax Zombie. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Hot Wax Zombies on Wheels, and but it's got a happy now, ending. It does. It does have a happy ending. <laughs> And uh, now to someone who is so dolphin smooth that they don't need a wax. <laughs> dolphin <laughs> smooth. Over to Zach. Uh, the fact that Renee is describing me as dolphin smooth <laughs> proves that she has never seen me in real life. I think uh, I think Bill can attest to this. <laughs> but, um, You're so, always smiling okay, normally, just like a dolphin. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Um, normally I recommend movies that, uh, or, or TV shows that I've been watching recently. So most of the things that I'm recommending are things that I've just watched. Uh, however, my second recommendation this week is actually something I think I'm going to watch this upcoming weekend myself. So maybe you can join me. Um, this is actually a movie that I've seen and this kind of ties in, uh, but I don't remember it that well, but it does kind of tie in. Uh, last week I was, I was mentioning, uh, The Last of Us, uh, which is by the way, still a great show. Uh, episode three just came out. It's a, it's a real heartbreaker. Uh, uh, truly one of the most amazing episodes I think uh, I've seen in years. But, um, but th- I'm not re-recommending that. Uh, it did, that did recommend that did. I can't say words tonight. Uh, that did remind me of something else though, uh, because I don't think the uh, the Last of Us, even the uh, the, the video game, was the first to do a uh, zombies uh, uh, zombies caused by a fungus. Um, I, I believe, I'm sure there have been other other ones that have done this, but th- it reminded me of a movie from 2009 called mm-hmm. Splinter, um, which, yeah, Bill oh, yeah. knows what it is. So this is one Bill has uh, Bill has seen and is familiar with. Yeah. Uh, this is a, uh, a group of people trapped in a gas station, and there are some zombies outside. But the zombies, uh, when you turn into a zombie, you grow these, like, little splinters. And if you get a splinter on you, well... Uh, obviously, uh, as the name would imply, you get infected with this zombie, which I, I think it's uh, I think it's actually a fungus mm. that is infecting people. So that's the uh, that's the thing that I, I think uh, I, I I remembered that, uh, and and I think that The Last of Us is it's not the first one to do that. But anyways, uh, like I said, I can't really say a whole lot about this movie because I haven't watched it in mm. a very very long time. But I remember kind of enjoying it, and it also does have uh, Shay Wiggum in it, who is I think a very very underrated actor. Uh, love him and tons of stuff. Love him in Boardwalk Empire. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I'm going to be watching this one this weekend. And uh, I guess maybe you can watch it, too, and we can compare. That was that was I'm talking to the the, uh, the listeners out there. Uh, you, you can watch it, too, and we can compare notes afterwards. Uh, this one is playing on Hulu, Vudu, our favorite Tubi, Redbox, Pluto TV, and Plex. So you have plenty of places to check it out. Um, and uh, speaking of... Uh, things that uh, might be covered in fungus. Uh, Bill, <laughs> what's your second? I don't, I don't know. I got nothing. Yeah, uh, I apologize. No, B- Bill, no, that's what's your fair. second recommendation? It's entirely fair. Um, so my second one is another Peter Cushing movie from England, but it's not Hammer. 
It's not even Tygon or Amicus. It's from Tyburn Films, which uh, was when Freddie Francis, a phenomenally great cinematographer and a okay director, broke away and start, tried to make their own kind of Hammer movies, and they only made a few. It's The Ghoul from 1975. It's on Tubi. And, but what a cast. Peter Cushing, John Hurt, Veronica Carlson, Ian McCulloch. I mean, this, is, this has got some really good cast here. And, but it's basically just a remake of the Hammer film The Reptile, which is mu much better. It doesn't get shown very often. But neither does the ghoul. The ghoul kind of disappeared for a while, just could not be found. It's a, it's, there's another movie called The Ghoul from Boris Karloff, which was actually believed to be a lost film for the longest time, but they, they found that too. Ghouls, ghouls don't get much play. Uh, you know, they're just they're creatures that devour the dead. And um, George Romero you know, called his zombies ghouls. And and uh, but that but that kind of fell apart, and no one ever talks about ghouls anymore. So anyway, there is a bunch of rich upper class twits who do a road race. This is set in the nineteen twenties or something, and um, they end up at this deserted old manor where Peter Cushing's there, and he's got a he's got an Indian servant who is clearly a white English lady with brown makeup on. It was a different time. And, and, and all kinds of things, and basically, don't go up in the attic. It was called, it was also released as The Thing in the Attic. And, you know, spoiler alert, there's a thing up in the attic. It's pretty obvious what's going on. Uh, Veronica Carlson, beautiful. Uh, don't get too attached to her character. And then <laughs> a bunch of other people show up. You know, it's like, it's like Psycho. It really is. It's kind of like, like Psycho. Someone comes, bad things happen, then the relatives of that person show up, and yada, yada. There's a ghoul. There's a ghoul there. There's it's his son. Um, his son. He he went to England as a missionary, and his son and wife got hooked up in this cult, and somehow he got turned into a ghoul, and kills people with this really cool-looking knife, like a straight stabby <laughs> knife. That's pretty neat. But he, the ghoul himself, actually would be fine. He's he's just this big guy in a diaper and sores all over his body. <laughs> he has to eat human flesh, and he just looks like he's got leprosy and all kinds of things. But for reasons I cannot understand, they put this horrible green gel filter on him. You don't really get a good look at him until the end. And then they've got this, this green gel that looks just ridiculous. Hmm. It's so bad. And this is Freddie Francis, who, again, is just... A great cinematographer. He did The Elephant Man. He did some of the best-looking films. But for some reason, when he's in control, it just looks kind of subpar. But it's got a great Peter Cushing performance. This is after his wife, Helen, died. And you can pretty much tell. There's Peter Cushing before his wife died and Peter Cushing after his wife died. He mm -hmm. aged like 20 years in just a few months to the point where they were... They changed scripts to make him the grandfather of a character when he was supposed to be the father because he just didn't look like he'd be your dad. He looked like he'd be your granddad. It's very sad. He was just waiting to die at that point, and he lasted forever after it happened, like another 20 years or something. But in that 20 years, he did Star Wars and became known to people beyond the horror fan community. But he kept doing these movies where he has a dead wife. And there's always that scene where he's talking about it, and you can see the pain, the pain in his eyes and all that he used, his, his, the actual grieving that he was going to to really uh, imbue these characters with, 
way more than they deserve for a marginal movie like this. So it's on Tubi. It's it. There's better way. There's you know, that's a pretty good way to waste your time. It's it's never going to be a classic, but come on, you know, you know, you want it. John Hurt's great. Peter Cushing's great. Veronica Carlson's gorgeous. And uh, maybe someone will do a a good ghoul movie. I mean, they're awfully creepy, eating dead bodies and all. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to write a script or something. So, um, speaking of lovely as, as Veronica Carlson, who I still, oh, it just, it just, oh, yeah, it just drives me nuts. I was two, like two months away from interviewing her at a convention, a local convention in town. Yeah. And I was like preparing everything. It's like, cause she worked with everyone. She worked with Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing and she had all kinds of good stories. She's seen, everyone says she was just the sweetest lady. And unfortunately she just, you know, very suddenly passed away right wow. before, I mean, you know, like my my sadness is nothing compared to her fans and the folks who really know her well, her family and everything. But really, you know, it's she's very good in this, so it's worth watching. So let me throw this over to Renee. Well, thank you very much. My next selection is one that I'm sure that you've heard of. It is a horror anthology film. It is ridiculous, a little gross, uh, but mm. complete, just totally hysterical. Uh, which, incidentally, is exactly how I like my men. Ooh. Some would say it's the full package or a scare package. See what I did there? Yeah. Anyway, uh, scare package. This movie is... What? I just... Huh? I've never heard of it. Stop it! <laughs> Bill, what is happening? Oh, my scare gosh. Scare package? Scare package. It's on... It's a Shutter original. Oh, well. Oh, God. So you were probably busy watching Tubi Originals, so you know it's all right. Um, (laughs) This movie, okay, so it is an anthology. There is a wraparound story, and there's a lot of great callbacks to horror of the past. Little callbacks to things. There's a lot of really Mm -hmm. great, fun, gory effects, and it's just so funny. I just laughed, like, through the whole thing. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah. That movie is called Scare Package, and you can watch that on Shudder. And I guess that's it. Paul is not with us tonight, and now I'm really disappointed that I did not memorize the theme song to Hot Wax Zombies on Wheels, which, yes, there is a theme song to Hot Wax Zombies on Wheels, which I will post a link if somebody wants to learn it really quickly and then sing it. Now, can I ask you, is Hot Wax Zombies on Wheels, is this... Hot wax in the sense of like American hot wax where it's music or is it like where you're waxing people and pulling hair off their body? You're waxing people and pulling their hair off. Okay, because American hot wax has absolutely no hot wax, bikini waxing going on at all. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of waxing going on in this movie. Wow. But there's no wheel. Oh my God, no. And I guess that they had had planned to have some wheels here. Because see, there's a motorcycle if you can see that trailer, there might have been maybe a motorcycle in the, maybe the very beginning, but by the end, I completely forgot about it. So they planned on having like some wheels, but then the folks with the wheels didn't show up on the day they were filming that. Most likely. See, that's when I changed the title of the movie. If I got, you know, Revenge of the Zombie Horses, but the horse thing falls through, it's going to come up with some other title, you know, unless I already got the poster <laughs> printed up. Maybe that was what happened. weekend of February 3rd, 
Bill Recommended the Mummies from 1959, available on HBO Max, and The Ghoul, available on Tubi. Zachary Recommended Call Me Miss Cleo, available on HBO Max, and Splinter, available on Hulu, Voodoo, Tubi, Redbox, Pluto TV, and Plex. I recommended Hot Wax Zombies on Wheels, available on Tubi, and Scare Package, available on Shudder. Paul recommended Shrek 5, Bringing Shrexy Back, available on Paul TV, and Shrek NATO, available on Paul TV. Welcome back, everybody. We are. I was going to say we are kids. Ah, we are sons of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> right? We are sons of bitches. Oh, God. 